0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, this is episode 398 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, I of course am Brian Breaker, joining me as always big underscore bane what's going on man Dude, not a whole lot once again i am big forgot the charger bane big forgot the charger bane yeah that's quite it that's a that's a that's a t-shirt
1: yeah one of these days i'm just going to i'm get going to get one of those d-ring for my belt loops and i'm just going to loop the charger and just keep it on me like a whip at all times like a whip like a whip like a wallet chain yeah like rolled up nice and tight just like a whip i'm going to just yank it out whenever i need to straight up indiana jones style right gosh dang right i want
0: a fedora yeah as well yeah
1: well i i think i'd look i think i'd pull off
0: a fedora pretty damn well absolutely yeah Yeah, for sure i mean uh you got to complete the ensemble right i mean it would be weird if you just had a whip right yeah i mean i guess
1: i could dress like Catwoman, but i don't think i'd pull that costume off either you don't know until you try (laughs) (laughs) now what's weird is like what if you walk into walmart with a whip what do they say Hell, I don't know. I've I've, I've seen people walk around with nine millimeters. I don't see why a whip would be an issue.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, like it's like incredibly dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but especially if you know how to use it, we've got a whip at the house. Actually, do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I can't imagine the sting. I know it would not be good.
1: Yeah, we've got we got whips, we got chains, handcuffs, whatever you need. Oh, perfect.
0: Well, I know more about you <laughs> as the as the weeks go on. <laughs> Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about this week. We got some wrestling talk. We got a little bit of movie talk, some toy talk. Of course, we are approaching Fall Yes. The big offering from PHPW at the end of this month, plus more tournament action in our cringy WCW tournament. Which, uh, what's funny is, like, I, I could tell we had a response of, like, someone not understanding, like, we, Oklahoma, who, that character. We actually personally know that guy. Right. Um,.
1: But yeah, he had no idea. He was just like, "Yeah, Oklahoma sucks." And I'm like, "Well, in this case, it's a
0: person, right?" <laughs> yeah. and 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 how he was perceived yes. and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, again, kind of a kind of a unique, <laughs> unique uh, interaction there. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our wrestling talk, sad news: Norm McDonald died. Man, yes, big uh, hit in the comedy industry, dude. I guess apparently he'd been battling cancer for yeah. many years. I guess it was relatively unknown. Yeah, kind of like uh, reminded me of. I can't put the guy's name to play the Black Panther, but... Um, I can't think of his name either now. Yeah, but a yeah, similar thing but, like you didn't even know that they were sick. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, like that's that's awful. Norm MacDonald, it's it's crazy to think, because he's one of those guys you don't realize how funny he was until they start playing all those clips again. Yeah. Um, I got We were talking before, and I, I, there was a clip that aired on... Someone put it on Twitter. It was him as Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm play you know on Celebrity Jeopardy with oh, Will yeah. Ferrell as Alex Trebek and he was like all right for $500 what sound does a dog make <laughs> Donald's like yeah what is uh, Scooby-Doo yeah <laughs> he's like that's not right he goes no that's right <laughs> yeah Scooby-Doo <laughs> <Okay, excuse laughs> rides that mystery machine. Solves mysteries with Shaggy. Yeah, that's right. He's like, no, that is wrong. <laughs> but it was just very, very funny stuff. It kind of reminded me of like I missed that '90s SNL time, dude. It was good times. Yeah, it
1: was. It was different. I mean, they had they've always had the political stuff, but I feel like now it's more politically driven than it is just comedy. Yeah, um, like and, that
0: is it's not politically driven. It's, right. just, it's just it's just ridiculousness. Just funny, like. Give me Matt Foley all day.
1: Yeah, and I think that was the that was the fun stuff, and he nailed a lot of it, man. I mean, he was, I mean, and then, of course, he was on the Weekend Update, which was generally always political, but he killed it on that, too. He was fantastic on that.
0: Well, Weekend Update's all about the news, right? right. I mean, it's a, it's a comedic take on the news, so, of yeah. course, it's got to be kind of politically updated. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, yeah, Norm MacDonald's super funny. Makes me want to watch Dirty Work again. Yeah, that was a fun movie. I forgot all about that movie. Yeah, that was one of his, like, few starring roles, I feel like. Yeah. But always always a funny guy, so there
1: was a uh, there was a quote that I saw from him that said uh, he said, I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but from what I gather the when you die the cancer dies with you and to me that's not a loss, that's a draw. And I was like, Oh, that's a pretty solid way of looking at things. True. I mean really that's a glass half full type of way to look at things for sure.
0: Yeah, and it just again, really unfortunate, I guess, that no one knew that he was probably suffering all this time.
1: I know. Well it's I I Think it's one of those things maybe you just don't want the uh the not that it's negative but you don't want that feel sorry for me attention you know
0: right which i'm sure people are like are you okay you didn't right you know it's always right. going to be that instead of just hey let's have a normal conversation type of thing right we got a little bit of wrestling talk here what do you say we dive into it let's do it well here i am again talking a little pro wrestling while breaker and bay take a little break Cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh hell yeah! Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out, to Stone Cold. Well, uh, Big Underscore bang, we got a lot of wrestling talk to discuss here. I want to start with something fun because this is a cool thing. We got a new WWE champion, and his name is Big E. Big E, yes, the the the, the, the Big Man. I'm, I'm excited for him, dude. I am too. I think that was. That was one of those moments where WWE was kind of like, okay, we're just going to give everybody what they want.
1: And, you know, this is going to be something that nobody can take away from WWE. They're the first company on on a mainstream appeal to go from one black champion to another.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that.
1: So they made history uh, with Big E becoming the champion, which is, I mean,
0: awesome because again i loved bobby lashley i was i i thought bobby lashley like i know you talk a lot about titles mm -hmm. it looked good on him well
1: that's what i was about to say he's the first guy since i feel like sid vicious who the title it looked like it was built for him Mm -hmm. and and um by and 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 also too, a lot of guys nowadays just don't wear them you know they throw them over the shoulder Mm -hmm. i love when guys wear the title and bobby lashley wore it and wore it amazing and but now Big E, I think he looks great with it too. I agree. And even just on his shoulder, it's like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: So before the show on Raw, Big E like actually tweeted out, like, I'm gonna cash in my money in the bank tonight. Mm-hmm. Good idea or bad idea? So it I feel like it's both, actually,
1: because bad idea ruins the surprise. Yes. Good idea, you gotta tune in. Which is It's a ratings-driven move, right? Yeah, because if you don't tune in, and then all of a sudden you just see the Twitter highlights, like, oh damn it, I missed that.
0: Well, I do know um, AEW is actually starting to be raw in certain demographics. Yeah, Um, I don't really know exactly how ratings work, especially today, because are we counting Hulu? Are we counting like YouTube Live? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's doubt. It there's all these variables, and I've even heard like, I guess. Like there's dvr right like yeah. i remember at one point having like when i had dvr i had like seven episodes of raw saved i'm like right. oh god like that's yeah. like it can't you can't get through all that nope but so i don't know how that's counted does that count it because i recorded it or count it because i watched it who knows
1: yeah i don't i don't fully understand that either i've heard some people say that like as long as you watch it within the next day or two on your dvr it counts but like do they know you know
0: what i mean yeah but what if you don't
1: right and that's that's just it so it's like i i really don't fully grasp the the concept of how they measure that especially nowadays now that there are so many different ways to watch it but
0: yeah but i felt like like i said it was a ratings driven move for them to be like okay we're going to give everybody what they want we're going to make sure they know what's happening yep and and all that stuff but same time like i feel i feel like in in 98 like the wwf and wcw was like at its most back and forth peak, because up until that, up until like nine, early ninety eight, WCW was winning. Yeah, it was just straight up winning, and then at ninety eight is when they start going back and forth. So next thing you know, it's like okay, Goldberg's winning the title on TV. Yeah, then you know, then WWF does this, so it's like it's back and forth, and every week they're trying to outdo each other to to gain that ratings supremacy essentially. But that doesn't last forever, so I'm kind of curious, like what the next movie because a lot of people are also talking about aew kind of hot shotting things which they kind of are oh yeah you know so like how do you stay steadfast in this like you can't produce a pay-per-view quality dynamite every week no
1: and and also too you can't produce i mean it's it's going to be hard pressed to find new stories all the time too right new stories that are intriguing and that's that's something that's you know, I mean, I feel like that's why WWE shuffles through writers so often, you know, because yeah. they have shit stories. And what's your idea?
0: Okay. So, yeah, you. what's yours? Right. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's like that. Yeah.
1: And so uh, with AEW, I mean, they've done great to this point, but they're what, two years old, three years old?
0: About three, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So,
1: like, I mean, they've got a long way to go before mm-hmm. I feel like we can really start judging them. I mean, and, and again, like two totally different companies, but WCW... They went to the mountaintop before they came back down to the valley. So I mean, it's a hell of an analogy there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true though. I it mean, is true. They they like were the hottest thing in pro wrestling, and then all of a sudden, a couple years down the road, they were
0: shit. It's crazy to think of how big they were in '98 mm-hmm. to closing their doors in 2001. Yeah, like that's insane. Like yeah. if you if you think about like the hottest restaurant in town, everybody's going there. once talking about it and saying three years later it's vacant and boarded up. Like that's like it's, it's kind of weird. It's crazy to think, right? Yeah, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to
1: AEW. No, I'm, I'm just, not either. I'm just saying like WWE does and always has played the long game. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, obviously ratings are a concern. But they're not I feel like they're not as worried about, you know, this week's ratings as they are about like where are we gonna be at in ten years?
0: Well, and also too, there's there's trends on Twitter. There's yes. Google search. There's a lot of things I think you can measure show popularity with. Yeah. You yourself always tell me you watch the Hulu version. Yeah. Does that even count? I don't know. Right. I mean, I probably never, not. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would think it has to count to some degree. Yeah, because they put it up there the next day, right? But it's also a condensed version, right? So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to know on all that stuff. I think at the end of the day, like, you have to just consistently focus on like, okay, what can we do that's like going to be good. I, I think
1: the most important part for any of these wrestling products is making sure people still come to the doors to your live events, mm-hmm. because as long as people are still coming to the doors to the live events,
0: that means people enjoy your shit and, and paying for the pay-per-views or network yes. subscriptions. Yeah. Buying yeah. merchandise. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. All that matters, you yeah. know, and you know, I always kind of go back to this. Aaron Andrews brought at this point a while back. And I was like, wow, you're, you're so right. But, It was when Cesaro was kind of like up and coming and everyone was hoping for that big push and Mm -hmm. it never really, never really happened. And he goes, he goes, if you guys want Cesaro to get a push, buy his t-shirt, yeah, buy his action figure, because that's what they're going to look at. I'm like, wow, you're, you're totally right though. Yeah. Right. Like CM Punk sells out more shirts on pro wrestling tees in three days than anyone in the, in the history of that company. Yeah. That is a clear message. I would think to everybody like, yeah, we need some more CM
1: Punk shit. Well, and, and also, too, since he's been on AEW, like, there hasn't been a TV show where he hasn't been involved in some capacity. Right. Like, whether it's a backstage interview, whether it's he's on commentary, whether he's in the ring doing a promo, like, he's been there in some capacity. And so I think I watched Rampage this last week, and he wasn't, but they were talking about
0: him. You know what I mean? I love the fact that they had Hobbs take him out. Yeah. That, that's great. I mean, because yeah. I know he... Like I, I love that kind of mentioned team a lot of the team Taz guys the guys he mm-hmm. want to work and then Taz kind of was like hey don't, don't talk about my guys right and it's like okay we got a little bit of beef here that promo cracked me up because he didn't mention his guys at all <laughs> so yeah it was like Taz just got up and started screaming for no reason right but it's like <laughs> to me like how cool is that for a guy like Will Hobbs who like a year ago got signed yeah. no one really knew who this guy was right and now he's like putting C- I mean the table didn't break but he like he put CM Punk to a table essentially yeah. like that's. Damn, you know, no one's yeah. really gotten to punk like that yet. Right. And so, but to me, it's like, that's what keeps AEW fresh. Like FTR takes out Sting. Like, that's cool as shit, you know? Like, I want to see more of that. And so I think where it's where WWE kind of turning the corner with Big E, it's like, okay, we're just going to start giving people what they want. Yeah, Maybe that's, you know, like Batista. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me what I want. Like, yeah. that's what they kind of need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I, I mean i've heard it
1: said a million times it's all about sending the fans home happy yeah you know i mean you can have your storylines but at the same time you gotta realize at some point the fans aren't digging this so maybe make
0: some adjustments well isn't that a a weird thought of like and i'm not dude roman's incredibly talented i don't think Mm -hmm. anyone's denying that but there was those points where it's like nope this is our guy yeah even though the fans are like no Mm -hmm. we don't want that right it's like nope it's our guy
1: well, and now he's a fantastic heel, right? And I know it took him a long time to get there, but he's a fantastic heel. But now we're to the point like, who's chasing after the belt, right? Because he's gone through everybody. Like Brock Lesnar's back as a as a face, which I think is great. But like, is he going to be the guy? And they're going to have? Are they going to have him drop the strap in Saudi Arabia?
0: Like maybe, but like Brock's not a full time guy, right? And, and so I've always kind of been curious. Brock would be in, incredibly hard to book, yeah, because it's kind of like goldberg right like either goldberg comes in, wins the title and then disappears for six months right like brock did or he comes in and gets title matches for no reason right
1: and that's that's why i go back to my thing that i always say like make them to
0: where they're above the title like they don't need the title the only only match goldberg could have right now that people i think would care about would be matt riddle yeah and that's just because there's like some personal animosity there yeah. like but who else can he actually work I think I think there's potential for him and Biggie right because I know Biggie wants that and I think like that's it yep. that's kind of that's kind of a fun idea but at the end of the day it's like what else do you do with them same with Brock like yeah here's the thing Brock and Romans happened before yeah Roman was in a heel then but it's like this is this has been done before yeah so okay Brock wins a title now what now what do we do yeah but yeah. that's, that's my thing with Roman
1: now is, like, he's legit beat everybody, so who is chasing after the title? Right. Like, there is no one chasing. It's it's all about, like, setting these guys up to feed to Roman. Right. It's like, there's got to be somebody there that, like, maybe Edge, you know, maybe he eventually gets the title. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be a story there sometime.
0: Sure. You know? There, there's stuff they could do. Yeah. You know, and, and it'll be... To me, having AEW on their tail is good because it's going to make them more creative. Yes, it's going to make them have to step up and be like, okay, we have to, we can't play the long game anymore. Like as much as like they do that, like we have to do stuff that's good, and we can't push a guy just because we feel like that's the right call. If that's not working, we got to scrap it. Like next, yeah, go on to the next thing. Because I, you know, honestly, I don't think Stone Cold would have been a top guy had they not been losing. But Vince saw like this guy's getting over. Yeah. We gotta go with him. Yeah. You know, and it was a smart move. Um, so this is something I got tagged in a lot on Twitter, as I'm sure yeah. most people can I, mention. I wanna I wanna usurp your position real quick. How
1: do you, how are you feeling, pal, that your baby brother
0: yeah. has debuted in NXT? In and, and it's weird because you, we have, you know, slightly different spellings of our fake name. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So, like, I I will give you credit. You were the first person to tag me in it, and uh, I just got to quit. It's only because my brother texted me immediately when he saw it. (laughs) Yeah, because you were like, shout out to Brian Breaker, and I'm like, what the (laughs) hell is this about? And I'm like, ah, okay. So, I I don't know if people think I'm – I don't care. Like, I I mean – it's not that big a deal. The, the fact that they slightly spelled it different is very strange to me. I will admit that. Yeah, two Ks. Yeah, it's a, a little... little close for comfort, if you ask me. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Add one more and you're there, pal.
0: My Here's my biggest thing. It's like, the dude clearly comes from the Steiner lineage. He ain't hiding it too well. You know what I mean? I, I guess they, they were told they can't mention who his dad is on commentary. But I'm like, well, that's super lame does rick have heat with the company not as far as i know but but i i'm pretty sure there's like a a a deal in legends contracts about like that if you remember right they would always it's a harley race knee or harley race first united states champion Mm -hmm. that was a way to get him paid if i understand the legends deal correctly tv mentions and so they're worried about having to pay him maybe and so that could be why um I don't, my thing with WWE is I don't get how they can't get out of their own way at times. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you call the guy Rex Steiner, which is what he was going by, I guess. Yeah. Or Bronson Steiner. Or I don't get why you would, to me, it was like Michael McGillicuddy. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, what? His last name's Hiddick yeah and then use it and he looks like his dad yeah right i mean it's like his he's a third generation star one of the first few since like the rock and chavo at that time to make it to tv yeah why wouldn't you use that i yeah. mean and, and then it's its that weird thing of like okay you've got ted dibiase jr mm-hmm. he gets to be i mean vince doesn't like jr so he's just ted dibiase but no no you're going to be michael mcgillicuddy yeah okay now we'll change it to curtis axel yeah why like i don't i think when i got there in 2012 into the the nxt system i was told everybody gets a new name Mm -hmm. and it was basically just non-negotiable you're going to get a new name yeah okay i didn't really i guess give it much thought or fight it at the time because that just was that's like it's kind of like when you sign up for a job it's corporate policy right? Right, right i'm sure your job has policies you're like why yeah because it's policy, you yeah. know. Sometimes it's safety. Sometimes it's just things that they want. That's it is what it is. But when you have a guy like that, to me, like it, he's a fresh face on NXT. He has a family lineage. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you steer into that? And like Steiner is not their real last name, right? So like you could you can trademark that, yeah. Technically, why? Yeah. Like in that when AEW like does that, it's like they would have had the guy be. Whoever he wanted to be. If he, if he was in AEW, he'd probably be Rex Steiner. If that's what he went with, yeah. Yeah. And and then, you know, I know his real name is Bronson Rex Steiner. And and I mentioned this before we started recording because we were kind of talking about this a little bit. And I was like, you know, the funny thing is there's been I, – I know of since I've been – since I was in NXT till now, there's been four Bronsons. There was a guy named James Bronson when I was there. Mm-hmm. Then they switched it to Jay Bronson. Yeah. Then just Bronson. Then he was ultimately let go. There's another guy that signed, and I think he actually was like a tough enough guy, like the one with Hogan and Page. Okay. He was on there, and he got signed, and he became a Bronson. Didn't make it out of developmental. Then, of course, Bronson Reed, yep. we've just seen. And so now they bring him in, and I guess they can't do Bronson again, because that just happens. So they're going to let that... So now it's just Braun, but spelled differently than Braun Strowman. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Why don't you get out of your own way?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little bizarre to me, but... I, I think the um, I, I think it's going to be short lived.
0: Think so? Because Viking experience short lived. Yeah,
1: I, maybe not that long, but like uh, I can see because I mean the fans hate it,
0: and yeah. everybody knows who he is, so it's fans have a voice more yeah. now. And, and again, I go back to okay. So you you knew when I got the name Brandon Traven, that probably wasn't a shock to you because you knew how the system worked, right? I had so many people like why would they change your name? Yeah. that's just what they do yeah but why I mean I knew when I signed they were gonna change my name right you know like I was just happy I didn't get stuck with something stupid you know like Mason Ryan right but it was that's just they're gonna change your name that's what they do so but why this you know and then why why do some guys like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa not have to yeah yeah, that's the questions I'd be asking if and, I were there.
1: And I think they came in. They Because they weren't signed. Well, and I think they came in at a certain time where, like, WWE or NXT wanted that indie buzz. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, keep your name. Everything's fine. You know, we just need you
0: here. Well, because they weren't signed for, like, the first year. Right. And then they finally signed. It's like, well, why change it now? Yeah. Well, the dude, I mean, like, he looks like the Steiners. Mm-hmm. He's built like the Steiners. And he's wearing the crazy singlet. Right. He's basically, the only thing he didn't have was the headgear. And the Michigan jacket, you know. Yeah. So I, I, don't know. I again, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's, it's not that big a deal, right? Because I don't care. Use the name. I'm not even wrestling anymore. But all I know is, just in case,
1: I'm going to trademark bigger underscore Bane because if we get a little Overlord Bane showing up here in the next few weeks,
0: then I'm going to be pissed. No, oh, yeah, because it, it, that's coming. Yeah. Next. <laughs> you know, oh, My God, <laughs> that's, that's wild. But again, get out of your own way. Just let him be Rex Steiner. Right. Exactly. That would be. That would be so much better. Yeah. Um, Dark Side of the Ring, Season 3, Part 2, has debuted this week with the uh, first episode being one that I didn't think about for them to cover but really makes sense, Plane Ride from Hell. Yeah, yeah. What an episode that was. So you you, you watched it this morning. I watched it this yeah. morning. Um, so I knew about some of this. Yeah, me too. Um, because I remember this happening, and I remember it kind of being dubbed online the Plane Ride from Hell and... Well, and, uh, the network actually did a story time about this. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was I, was it a lot more like fun-loving and yeah, good
1: times. Much more silly, you know, silly stuff. It, I I think they might have mentioned Ric
0: Flair in the robe, but like just made it about him it being a joke, you know. Which to him it probably was, right? Right. I mean, so me and you talked about this a little bit on on Patreon. It hasn't dropped yet, but kind of our thoughts leading up to like, okay, this is probably not going to be good for a lot of people. Yeah. Like it's going to expose them in some, some negative lights. I mean, I do know this directly led to the firing of Kurt Henning and Scott Hall. Yeah. Which was shocking to me because both of them had just returned to the company. Right. Yeah. It's just like, what you are letting go of those two? But yep. it makes sense. Like, you know, Kurt did kind of start the scuffle with Brock and I mean, one guy's had his run. The other guy's legitimately d- dubbed the next big thing. Right. Yeah, it kind of makes sense which ones you're going to let go. But, um, i remember hearing about them wrestling on the plane yep but like that's i know that's like that would be scary oh yeah especially if you're a flight
1: attendant and not somebody that's 350 and another one's probably like 260 yeah 500 pounds just moving around
0: freely and hitting the exit door yeah and of course f that and i I guess that that was the claim that's like that that can't open though like yeah but would you want to chance it right you know like it's Brock Lesnar a pretty strong dude, I think <laughs> well, yeah, I think
1: wouldn't challenge had to, him like, he hey, but you keep, can't,
0: but you can't open that yeah. pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, right. come on. Like that's right. That's crazy. So, um, overall the episode, I think, you know, with a, with him doing the reenactments and, and things of that nature, you, you kind of hear some certain stories. Like, I, you know, I heard flair was naked in his robe. Yeah. And I heard about him helicoptering and all that Definitely. stuff. And I've also heard that's not the first time that that's happened. Yeah. Apparently a lot of people have seen Ric Flair naked, so it's not like a it's not a foreign thing to yeah. the industry. Now it I can't imagine being a flight attendant. Yeah. You know, okay, there's a fifty plus year old man, incredibly tanned, yep. wearing a sequin Ex- robe. Extremely greasy hair. Wearing a sequin robe. Yeah helicoptering his penis and you know i guess the allegation came up that he either told her to you know put her hands there or he forcibly did it i don't he he's denied that that's they put that on the episode like he didn't he wasn't in it but they said rick flair denied these allegations right. but when all the wrestlers are saying yeah that's what Flair's doing and then she's saying the same thing it, it kind of makes me think like that's probably what happened yeah i don't know why why she would lie at this point
1: no um I I firmly believe her, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, it, it kind of sucks to find out. You know, one of your heroes is kind of a piece of shit, right? But did we find that out, or have we always kind of known? I, I feel like it's the uh, Joey Ryan thing where it's like it was right there in front of our face the whole time and we just didn't want to see it. it I mean, how many times have you heard it's Flair being Flair? Right. Because when Joe, when Joe Joe before everything came out about Joey Ryan, we all loved him because, you know, he played a dirty skis bag, but it was funny. And then it comes to find out he's a dirty skis bag. And it's like, well, I guess that's not a surprise is it you know
0: now it's not funny right now it's like oh okay right. and now with
1: flair it's like you hear all these promos from years and years and years ago about how he talks to women and then it's like all of a sudden now he gets drunk on a plane and has makes a woman touches di- dingling. and you know it's like well, i guess that's not a super surprise you know
0: yeah it's i do know that the the producers talked about they said in doing this show, sometimes it's like to be a filmmaker, you have to tell the truth, and sometimes that's not something, maybe a story you want to tell, right? right? Because that's not exactly like endearing to a lot of the wrestling industry at this point. Um, it kind of it, it it
1: honestly kind of pissed me off, and I think Twitter got pissed off about it too because Tommy Dreamer was kind of you know
0: defending Flair, defending Flair, and it's like man, like I get it, he's your boy, but. But do you also think that it, he was in that spot to, like, throw counterpoint to the story? Maybe, but that kind of hurt him, too. Oh, it because, 100% did. I mean, because
1: it he was victim-shaming. It came out as victim-shaming, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like... Well,
0: that was what was craziest, because, you know, Twitter's blowing up, and, you know, it's F Brock Lesnar. As we
1: talk, it's blowing up. Sure. Yeah. F,
0: you know, Ric Flair. Yeah. F Scott Hall. And then F Tommy Dreamer. I'm like, oh, what did he do? Yeah. I'm thinking that there's something... About him on that plane, yeah. but apparently that was just the way he approached it. Now, you know, I kind of wonder, is that like a, is that a thing that's like, you're so used to seeing this, so this is every day. Right. And so all of a sudden they see it and you're like, it's not that big a deal. Right. It's just flare being flair. Yeah. Like, why are you so offended by this? Yeah. It's funny. It's a joke. Yeah. And. I don't know. Like, there's a joke. That, uh, here's the thing. Like, I remember being, like, and we've talked about this before, but you like, being at a gym, mm-hmm. and I, it was the gym here in town, and an old guy is next to me, and there's a bench here, and there's a bench here, and I'm, I'm like tying my shoes or something, and the dude next to me just strips down butt naked. Yeah, and he turns his butt to me, which is not ideal, but it's better than the other side. Right. But then I remember just like laughing because I would see people turn the corner. And their whole demeanor changed when they saw like the old man balls right because it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's it's a shock <laughs> right and so it's just like to me like so in wrestling like yeah we have to change our gear like yeah. so you bring a towel yeah to me it's just a courtesy to throw a towel on your lap when you put your tights on yeah now if someone were to come in close and Sneak a peek. It's kind of on them. Right. Right. But it, it, again, it's like you just put a towel around your waist to pull your tights on or whatever, or to take them off. Yeah. Just so that people don't have to stare at you butt naked. Yes. Um, Because I don't think that anyone enjoys that and stuff. So it's, I don't know if like, it's just one of those things where it's, you're so ingrained into this is the way the business is. Because I heard that the entire time I was in wrestling. Yeah. It's just the way it is. I mean, I remember hearing a story. From a veteran wrestler, and I was just breaking in. This was like 06, 07. And he was saying, Before I started, everybody got assigned to a veteran, and you had to do whatever they told you. I was like, Okay. And he goes, So, like, my veteran, he just made me go to the gimmick table and sell his stuff. I'm like, Okay, that makes sense. He goes, Well, one guy, you know, his veteran told him he had to, like, you know, wipe his ass for him, and he had to do it. I'm thinking like, well, and I mean, even at the time, I'm thinking like, well, no, he didn't, right? Like, no one's forcibly making him do this, yeah. But then also, too, there's guys here that look at like, oh, in Japan, like the young boys, they wash their, you know, their their guys' gear and they lace up their boots and mm-hmm. they, you know, they do, they run errands for them, they pick them up food and like, yeah, but that guy pays them, right? They're more or less an employee, almost like an assistant to them, yeah. And in exchange for that, they also teach them and make them a better performer so it's it's not abuse right and it, and it's it's like you're paying this guy right right yeah he does your laundry but guess what like yeah did okada get his gear washed yeah. by the young boys in japan yes did he give them money and buy them food yes because i saw him do it yeah so it's a completely different thing than yeah. like oh you're getting 10 bucks tonight so yeah. yeah go wash my gear yeah it's, that's not how that works yeah
1: well and and that's that's just it and also too. Even if those young boys weren't getting paid, and that was just they're paying their dues to get into the business, washing your clothes, washing gear, and shit like that, running errands—that's a whole different level than wiping somebody's ass. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, I if if money wasn't involved in that, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's the way to pay their dues. Kind of sucks, but you know, you're
0: paying your dues. I get it. Wiping somebody's ass? No, that's just abuse. Well, the young boys would ask us if they wanted us to do laundry. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's okay. But they told us like well that this is kind of how they earn money so if you ever have anything you know right if you throw them like 10 15 bucks they would be gladly to do it because they it helps them earn money I'm like oh yeah okay you know but I didn't want to feel like I was like here wash my yeah right. yeah yeah you know and so but that's how they earn money it's it's kind of no different than I guess if you hire a guy to move your yard yeah right I mean like You don't want to do it, so you hire this guy, and he's, he's happy to do it, because that's how he earns his living. Yeah. You know, helps everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, with Dark Side of the Ring, there's a lot to unpack in that episode. Obviously, Brock Lesnar had some allegations on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Hall, as well. Scott Hall, I feel like, will probably fall under the radar a little bit more, because apparently he was incredibly intoxicated, which, again, Ric Flair probably was, too, right? Yeah, well,
1: and Scott Hall, you know, they had a little audio clip of him, and he said that he he thinks perfect give him that h-bomb or whatever the hell it was Mm -hmm. um and and also too they flashed a little text over the screen that said um scott hall had no recollection of it Mm -hmm. which to me sounds like he probably said like i honestly don't remember you know like i could have i don't remember you know what i mean like it's he's not denying he did it he's just saying i legit don't remember Mm -hmm. so um, that to me sounds better than Ric Flair saying, like, I didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like when you hear it's like, okay, was Ric Flair wearing a robe? Yes. Cause like every person said he was, Yeah, was he helicoptering his penis? Every person said he was. Yeah. So when the flight attendant's like, yeah, this is what he, he came up to me and did that. It's like, well. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't put on a robe and start doing that with your wiener and then just go have a seat and eat some peanuts now. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, man. A lot lot happening there. The Brock Lesnar thing, what do you think about that? Uh, If anyone doesn't know, Terry Reynolds made the claim that I guess he just flashed her in the locker room. Yeah, he's a piece of shit.
1: But at the same time, like, he was, what, 21?
0: Probably he was young early 20s for stupid sure
1: stupid AF yeah you know what I mean I mean he's a big meathead guy he probably thinks he's on top of the world because he's getting a big push in the biggest wrestling company in the world and you do stupid crap when you're that young you look at Leo rush you know when he was that young getting that big put not a huge push but you right. know, had a big spot he did a lot of stupid crap got himself in trouble you know it just so happens that with Brock Lesnar uh they were looking at him like the next big thing so they're not gonna they're not going to punish him for it.
0: Isn't it weird though how someone can can do that and the context can become totally different? Yeah, uh, you know, I I brought up before we started recording a Chris Farley documentary where they talked about I guess him like dropping his pants in school and like yeah using his wiener on a keyboard, and they they were all kind of laughing about it. Yeah, but even at the time because this is like 2016 when I'm watching that I'm thinking oh, that's kind of weird. Somebody was uncomfortable seeing that. Well, right, of right. course, because yeah. it's like. Okay, but I think
1: I think the difference between something like that and then what Ric Flair and Brock Lesnar did is it wasn't directed at somebody,
0: you know what I mean? Like it's still weird, you know. Yeah. To, to well, like okay, we've talked about Steve-O, right? Right. And he's doing a. I don't know if he already did it, but he's doing a live show in Tulsa and said there will be nudity. Right. So you kind of know what you're getting into. Right. Not that I want to see. That. No, I don't want to see his cock flailing <laughs> around. You know what I mean? But like,
1: it. <laughs> right. Of course not. But it's. It, like him him hanging brain and and freaking typing on a keyboard with it is different to me because he's not being like hey julie look you know what i mean yeah he's just like being an ass you know still gross still highly inappropriate but like it feels less like sexual assault yeah yeah, <laughs> than yeah. what brock lesnar did and what what rick flair did
0: yeah well, and I always go back to that episode of The Office, which obviously you know very well, where um, Phyllis gets flashed, right?
1: Yes. And, of course, they don't
0: show it on the show, but it's just like her kind of coming in a little disheveled, a little like, Ugh. and they're like, what happened? A guy flashed me. And she's like, what happened? He's like, well, he's holding out his map, and then it's on the map or something. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's horrible. And then, of course, Michael comes in, and he's like, Wow. Huh. And you can kind of see yeah. he's like, he's starting to like. Phyllis, you say? Then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see Pam or Karen from behind? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're like, it's incredibly demeaning. And he's like, a guy dropped his pants. Yeah. Like, he's all like, he doesn't, to him, I'm sure, that is funny. Right. It, it's, to me, it's, again, it's perspectives, right? Yeah. It's, it, it, it's not cool. You know, again, I always go back to, you know, wear a towel. I, I yeah. never, I never dropped trowel in the locker room and, yeah. And I, I don't know. She, she act like I guess like her name was called, and then he's like, "Hey, there it is." Yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard to say, but it's just not, not a good look for anybody. Nope, definitely not. Um, to kind of change gears a bit, uh, rumor has it Johnny Gargano and Sami Zayn's contracts are both expiring in the next couple of months. Yeah. What do you think happens there? Um, I. I feel like
1: Sami Zayn, I don't really know, man. Sami Zayn and Gargano, both incredibly talented guys, do they go to AUW? Because I feel like they wouldn't be as big of a deal in AEW as
0: people might think. I mean... I always kind of go back to this, like, for every time we get a new guy signed, another guy's not on the show. Right. You know, and I'm I'm a firm believer in timing is everything when you go to a new company. I remember very specifically Lance Storm talked about when he signed with WCW in 2000, mm-hmm. his, he said the money was offered on both ends, and it was very competitive. Yeah. But he chose WCW simply because at that time... They had lost, you know, Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, all mm-hmm. those guys, Saturn, and you know, a year before that, Jericho. Yeah. And he's like, I feel like I'd have a better chance to shine there. And he did. Yeah. He, like he was a huge part of WCW for that year mm-hmm. when he won like the US title and he made it the Canadian title. Like Lance Storm was heavily featured in W C W. So that probably was a good move for him. Yeah. Whereas at that time in WWE would Lance Storm have been a, as big of a deal? Probably not. Probably not. A great performer. Yeah. Maybe a little bit dry on the personality side, but I always thought Lance Storm was fantastic in the ring. Absolutely. So I think timing is everything. Um, with Kevin Owens potentially going, I feel like Sammy Zayn's more of a lock.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, again, you have the fugue of Kevin Kevin Steen and, and El Generico, whatever, or whatever you want to call them when they get there. If he does that again, right? If they do that again, but like, well, even even if he was, you know, just a different name, Sammy Zayn, whatever. I mean, like. We have that feud, but what does Kevin Owens is, and I hate saying it, but like Kevin Owens is a much bigger deal than Sami Zayn, Mm -hmm. and I don't see, and I've been wrong many times before about guys like that, but like I don't see Sami Zayn
0: as challenging Kenny Omega for the championship. Well, Kevin Owens has been like the universal champion, right? I mean, he he was a top talent in WWE, Yeah, has been kind of in the mix for years. Yeah. So, yeah, I I get what you're saying completely. Like, Sami
1: Zayn, and I feel like Dargano would kind of fit the same way as Sami Zayn. Like, not that he's not talented, not that he's not incredible, it's just what is he going to be doing there that you need him
0: for? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's only
0: so many spots, right? And it's like you have
1: CM Punk now. You got Christian. You got, you know what I mean? Like you have all these top tier talents, and not that Gargano isn't top tier or Sami Zayn.
0: It's well, just, and Bray Wyatt's possibly coming in,
1: right? It's like you don't need him, and so maybe it would be better for. I think Gargano would fit great in Impact. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh I, yeah. I mean, I feel like that would level up Impact a little bit seeing Gargano in there. Even Sami Zayn. You know? I feel like maybe we get that third brand kicked up a little bit. And then we could still have the crossover of impact and and AEW, so we maybe still get to see them, but maybe they would fit better at Impact.
0: It could be. I I mean it's an interesting thing, right? Because yeah. like AEW can't just take everybody. Right. And but that does seem to be the trend, right? Guys kind of come to WWE, they get over, then they leave. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those it's things. smart on the independent
1: contractor's part.
0: For sure. To use WWE as a platform to get yourself over. hundred percent. Now, I, I kind of look at it this way. My thought is I don't think Gargano will leave because I feel like he's probably very loyal to NXT. Because mm-hmm. it did make him, right? I mean, it made him a huge household name. Yeah. Sami Zayn, probably the same way. But I feel like he's also at that point where, like, what else can he really do? Yeah, He's been there for a long time. Sometimes
1: it's time to move on. And they're also probably not going to push him to the main event. No, he's probably where
0: he's at right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's going to be the yeah, guy. The continental
1: champion, U.S. champion. You
0: yeah. Know, that's it. Just a good match guy yep. to come in and do the thing, and yeah. that's it. So, you know, if they let him... Whether or not he does El Generico again, who knows? And I mean, honestly, it might. now that he's been unmasked for all these years, it might be kind of fun if he does like the dual character thing, where everybody knows, but like he acts like they don't. I think it would
1: be fun if, and I don't really know exactly how this would work, but maybe, you know, Sami Zayn had a deal, or whatever his new name would be, had a deal with AEW, but El Generico had a deal with Impact.
0: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That would be
1: great. <laughs> and so technically he could work both places. Right, but yeah. I mean, why not?
0: Yeah. I think, I think it would be... I think it would be fun. Yeah. Um so we'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, you know, at the same time it kind of makes you wonder who WWE is going. I mean, obviously they pushed for Adam Cole. Yeah. But it made more sense for him in AEW.
1: Well, it, right. And I feel I feel the same way with Kevin Steen. You know, I I feel that's going to be uh such a better place for him. Yeah. But I at the same time like WWE has got to get a handle on shit. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because they're losing a ton of people even
0: after they fired a ton of people well that's the thing is like you have all these guys you're paying them all but you also got to make them happy yeah or they're like yeah you know what i don't really want to do this anymore i am telling you man it's 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 getting to that point where
1: you know i've heard them talk about it before like in the attitude area it was kind of a skeleton crew that's why you saw a lot of the same guys all the time
0: well, oh, I, I'm sorry to, to cut you off, but I remember Jericho, he got over at WCW, became a household name, Then they basically just, like, let him go. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's insane that they did that. Because if he had signed with WWE in 96, he ain't interrupting The Rock the first night. I mean, not, no. The Rock's not there. But you know what I mean? He's right. not going to be in the top spot. Right. Not right out of the gate.
1: But, I mean, like, with this, I mean, we're kind of starting. I mean, they got the legends they can fall back on, but we're kind of starting to get to that point where, like, who do we got left? Right. You know? And so maybe this is probably a smart time for some of these younger talents. Be like, I've been here. I'm loyal to you guys. Like, let me have a spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to get to that point where maybe we start seeing guys, not necessarily have creative control, but a little bit more freedom to be who they want to be and do what they want to do. And we might see another kickstart in the attitude era. We could. Uh, One more quick
0: thing on the wrestling talk. Uh, AEW did their first uh, dark, um, taping at Universal Studios had some had a cool look to it. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's aired or not, but it uh, looks like about three four rows, very similar to like WCW Pro and main okay. event and all that stuff back in the day. Do you feel like that would be enough to make you kind of like oh, I kind of want to see this because it's yeah. it's a little bit of a different. Format,
1: yeah, and I'll be honest. Going back to uh, the NXT with your baby brother, I mean, it was it was kind of cool that little setup they had. Sure, it's it was a different
0: look. It, it was nice.
1: So I'm all about like presentation. You know what I mean?
0: It does it does change
1: things. Yeah, and so I I am uh, I'm curious to see what this looks like, and if it's like set up kind of like Saturday Night. You know what I mean? I'm I'm all about it.
0: I I read some of the results. looked like they had a shitload of matches. So I assume they did several tapings. You'd like to think. <laughs> dark is a little odd well i i feel like that was also before they had like their format i mean cause I, 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 this is you know a credit to tony khan i guess during a lot of the time the reason they had so many matches is because it was the COVID era and the guys couldn't work anywhere else right so was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna feature them all and pay them and i'm like well that that's a stand-up move yeah so to me i would like to see like that, that daniel garcia is getting a lot of traction in aew and i garcia yeah. Two guy. Yes. Which one is he? The one that talks like Macho Man. No, he's not. He's not a two guy. He's like, but he's associated with them. His that's some match with Moxley and stuff, but he's got. Oh yeah. He's got it started on dark. I mean, so it's led to guys getting deals, and yeah. so I feel like this is a way to kind of. Get them exposure, but also like FTR worked the taping, a lot mm-hmm. of the Dark Order worked the taping. I think Cabana worked it, Lance Archer worked it. So you'll still see the names in there, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. You know, getting getting more people involved. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, for sure. We got a little bit of wrestling or a movie talk here. What do you say we dive into it? Well, let's do it. This is we're beta
1: mm-hmm. at the movies. Yeah. This is we're beta mm-hmm. at the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. go ahead and take it from here.
0: What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, they have officially announced that the first three episodes of episodes of Heals are available for free. Oh nice. On stars? On stars, I think they're on YouTube. There's a couple other places you could find them. Um How does that make you feel knowing you've subscribed? I'm okay with it because I wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I mean I I could have waited, right? right. And, subscribed on the free trial then binged it and canceled but yeah. i wanted to watch the show of course yeah um ryan davidson was heavily featured in episode five by the way oh was he yes dude congrats s- to him several scenes in fact in one scene where Stephen amell is doing dialogue he's standing in the background
1: congrats like, to him
0: i thought that was really cool yeah um because the episode one there's a battle royal and i'm like oh he must have got cut yeah but no it was in episode five that he filmed so i thought that was really cool but um, I think this is a smart move because, again, as cool as this show is and as excited as I am for it, and hopefully they get a second season, yeah, with it only being available on Stars, it kind of
1: limits people from being able to watch it, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's a show that I feel like is bigger than that,
0: you know, Stars. Well, again, it kind of goes into that whole thing we talked about with streaming services when, like, oh, like as soon as the show's over, I'm canceling. Yes. You know, so, like, yeah, you got my money for a month and a half, but yeah. that's all you're getting. Yeah. So it's the streaming service thing. I, I feel like is going to start to blow up at some point where it's like people just can't do it every month.
1: Well, and again, it's going to be one of those things where even if they have to charge a little extra, you guys need to start bungling up. You know what I mean? We yeah. need to start seeing, you know, maybe your Hulu subscription comes with stars or maybe your mm-hmm. Netflix subscri- subscription comes with HBO. You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, and what was weird about that is I guess you could do a stars add on to Hulu maybe, but it was like eight ninety-nine. Do you know how much the stars app cost? Yeah, yeah. So it's
1: not. It, that's what Apple TV does. I mean, yeah. they have they have all these channels, but you still have to pay the add-on fees, which is the exact same price if you were to just go on a different app and do
0: it. Well, I, I know uh, Hulu, Disney, and um, ESPN is a bundle. you yeah. can get. Well, Hulu and Disney by themselves is the exact same price as the bundle. So if you don't want ESPN, it does it's not a deal, right? So it's like, eh, all right, yeah. And and I think the bundle is a good idea, but yeah, but it needs to be worth it, right? So yeah, it's it's just one of those things. But good on them. Hopefully, more people are able to see it. I, th- I think they're probably their thought is okay. We'll give you three episodes now. You're hooked, and now you'll subscribe and watch the rest of the show. But that just makes it easier to binge for me. Right, season's over. Right. I mean, again, and that's what most people are probably going to do. Yeah. And you're, so you're kind of hurting your own, yeah, your own process there. Like make yeah. it available, let people be able to buy it or whatever it is they need to do. I, yeah, I just think it's one of
1: those things where maybe it should have. Uh, and, and, and it's not it's not heels' fault. You know they they got picked up by who they got picked up, but like it should have been on a bigger platform than
0: stars, right? And, and that and that's the thing is just you know it is what it is. Yeah, um, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why say we dive into it? Let's do it.
1: Here we go. Open the box. It's the fall of the show. We'll break your refrain. Do a bit of toy talk. Open the box, it's the part of the show. we we'll break your we'll brain. Do a bit of toy
0: talk. All right, big underscore bane. I was just going to bring this up to you here in our toy talk just because I thought this was kind of a fun thing. Uh, Funko always has a good way of kind of worming its way back in. Trying to reel you back in with the goods. Yeah. Um, there was a comic released um, a couple of years ago called Deceased, mm-hmm. which was a DC Comics zombie story, which. I haven't read it, but I love that title. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And the GameStop is releasing a DC uh box, a deceased box, and looks like you get a zombie Batman, a zombie joker. There's a one in four chance of a of a of a chase with blood around their mouth, which I think is fun. Keychains, nice. stickers. Yeah, the whole the whole deal. Um What do you think about stuff like that? I mean it's fun, right? Yeah, I dig it. But it's that it's that thing is like man pops like where do you where do you stop because right. like, like these would be great halloween decorations right? absolutely yeah well there was a um
1: that christmas fiend that was a walmart exclusive you know and is that it, out now i don't know if it's actually out yet or not but that's one that i was like damn i really want that but it's like i'm done buying pops yeah i'm just done and uh it's it's like i can't i can't do it anymore so it is we already have a fiend anyway i could just go buy a a freaking santa claus hat from bed bath and beyond
0: (laughs) you know what i mean and call it good you will but isn't that like the thing though is like it's it's just always going to become like the oh how about this oh how about this and it's just ways to drag you back in yeah i mean good on them for trying but i think with pops it's just the bubbles kind of bursted to to a certain degree you know and yes is like we just did an episode on tv toycast on pogs and that was kind of one of the things I brought up, I was like, you know, with Pogs, it was so interesting collecting those because after a while, and I'm sure it was the same with you, like I had a shoebox full of those things. Yeah. So I what, what do you do? Do you, do you keep collecting them or you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this? Because it's just, it's too much. Yeah. All right. We got some PHPW talk. Why do you say we dive into it? All right, man. Um,
1: break on adrenaline last, this past week. I... Made an announcement for Fatality and that is something I've been trying to get done for the past two months. And you—was
0: what, your announcement your new byline for the Daily Planet?
1: Will you calm down? Just because I look like Superman in my suit doesn't mean I am. Okay, no, no, no.
0: you look like Clark Kent in okay. your suit. Okay, okay, I get it. There's no proof. I that get it. The same you guy. guys
1: think that I'm Superman, and I appreciate the compliment. But just calm down, okay? Is Perry White really that high strung in real? life? You tell me, Pat. <laughs> Anyway, I made the announcement that the Black Hand Warriors by proxy are the number one contenders to the tag team championship. What does by proxy mean? By default. How does that how does that work? Because de- you're corrupt the inevitable assassins have defeated everybody breaker. I, I, I'm not
0: arguing that, but I'm just I'm just curious how you land on your decisions without you know just admitting to your full on corruption.
1: We need a tag team championship match. We have to keep the tag team division competitive. I agree with that. So we're gonna make the match: the Black Hand Warriors versus the Inevitable Assassins for the tag team championship at it
0: Be a great match. I'm excited for it. Well, the
1: then I got caught backstage by uh, Aaron Anders. And he was livid. He told me that the only reason he lost that diehard championship match is because he wasn't expecting the Reaper. He was expecting House of Positivity Dobro. And
0: understandably. I said, I get
1: it. Yeah. And he told me that if you do not make the match with me in House of Positivity Dobro, I am going to spit in every single food that you have ever brought into catering. My God, that's a lot of spit. He said that he is going to just douse the taco meat in his spit, and I said, "Okay, hey, kind of gross. Hey, we don't need that to happen, no, sir. So let's just let's just make the match. So House of Positivity Dobro, it's official, is going to defend the Die Hard Championship against Aaron Anders in a bit of a rematch. Sure, but we're going to get Die Hard. We're going to get uh, the House of Positivity Dobro. Um, then we know the Mike the Cleaner is going to get. A uh, or is, or Elvis Aliaga is going to get his rematch for the PWBA Championship at But uh, I want to soften. I want to soften the champ up a little bit. You know what I mean? wanna I, want, yeah, to, I, I want to get him loosened up. You know, I want to make sure he's loose for it. So um, next week on Adrenaline, I'm going to have him in a nice little handicap match against the number one contenders to a Tag Team Championship.
0: Against the Black Hand Warriors. Against the Black Hand Warriors. So that's going to be fun next week. And of course, the same guys that you paid to throw them off a truck. Yeah, why not? Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah. But then we also
1: saw the return of John Webb. Yes, Fraker. absolutely. Saw the return of John Webb, and, and I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and make the match right now. Make it. John Webb versus Jack Gamble. You know, John Webb attacked Jack Gamble after Jack Gamble had a match. John Webb, Jack Gamble... Gatekeeper Championship at Faultality.
0: Well, I, I know personally what the Gatekeeper Championship means to Jack Gamble. Now, but these guys are like, these were, at one time, they were the best friends, right? Mm-hmm. Former PHPW Tag Team Champions. There's a lot to unpack with that match, man. I'm, I'm yeah. very curious to see what happens there. So officially announced so far,
1: we know the PHPW Championship is going to be on the line of the versus Mike the Cleaner. We now know the Die Hard Championship is going to be on the line as the House of Positivity Dobro will defend against Aaron Anders. Um, Also announced, but we do not know the competitors just yet, the Faultality Tournament Finals will happen at Faultality. Then we also just announced the Gatekeeper Championship will be on the line as John Webb will face Jack Gamble. And then also Tag Team Championship. Hand Warriors, the inevitable assassins. And then the Faultality Tower that I have put Tier 1 in
0: will continue at Faultality. Wow, that's just a whole level of corruption right there, man. I make the rules and you follow them. Apparently so. Of course, that may change soon. Who knows? Doubt it. Doubt it. Uh, the tournament... More tournament action for our cringy WCW tournament. Um, Hulk Hogan in the actual Dungeon of Doom versus uh, Oklahoma in WCW. Not a shock here. Oklahoma won sixty nine percent to thirty one percent, which puts him into the finals. Kind of a uh, a bit of a ringer in this tournament, I think. Yeah. Because um, there's different levels of cringy, right? I mean, yeah. So it is what it is, but uh, that leads us to our next tournament match: Banner Corbain, Judy Bagwell on a pole versus Jay Leno in WCW.
1: I feel like Jay Leno was taking it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the Judy Bagwell on a pole, or on, ended up being on a forklift, was still kind of a. It was, it was pretty, bad. It was really bad. She was also a tag team champion. She was. That's sad. Yes, um, I, I I vividly remember like. Because her and Rick Steiner, oddly enough. Yeah. And, like, they did a thing where, like, Bagwell threw a clothesline and she ducked it. And I'm just like, hey, he swung at his mom. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Like, right, yeah. that's, a, that's a bit much. That's we didn't weird. We didn't think about what we were doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my God, WCW. Oh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So that'll be coming up next week. Judy Bagwell on a poll versus Jay Leno. Make sure to go vote at BBPH918. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. So we're going to throw a shout-out to our podcasting buddies, of course. Uh, We'll start with Jeff and Scott, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They do a show every Sunday. Really good dudes and a really fun show. Definitely check it out. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. We've got Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, another great show, two friends of ours. And, uh, of course, they have the official Vicious and Delicious shirt. Over on uh, phpwshop.com. Yeah, and also I want to give a quick
1: shout out to them. I know I mentioned last week I won the pony, but man, when that package came in, it was a lot more than I expected.
0: Yeah, we haven't dude. talked about that yet,
1: have we? No, we. I mean, we talked last week that I had won, but I got the package in a few days ago and dude, that was, uh I was not expecting an Orange Cassidy figure in the mail. That's pretty cool, man. That was awesome. I'd never even seen that one in person. So it's pretty cool that now I own one. Um and then it came with a set of four cards, and two of them were signed. I think a Johnny B. Bad was signed, Mark Merrow.
0: Fantastic.
1: And then um, I, I can't. Was it Butch Cassidy? Butch Reed? Butch Reed. Uh, I think that's who it was. But anyway, I have to look at him again. But yeah, it was pretty damn awesome. And then like this, this nice little beef stick. A beef stick. Beef stick. Like it a was, beef, uh, like a like a slim jim. It was no. It was, bi- it was made of bison. Oh, bison yeah, meat delicious damn good yeah i enjoyed it i gobbled that beef stick up real quick <laughs> beautiful yeah
0: gobbled it up real quick yeah so yeah that, that's cool stuff but yeah definitely check out doing the favor really fun podcast every week absolutely uh the positively pro wrestling podcast with steve and eric uh, another really fun one in fact i just actually recorded a uh, future episode of you know it's fake right with steve last night from PPW. Awesome. cpw so check that out coming soon. And then, of course, the Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariants podcast with our buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson, who you can catch on Episode 5 of Heels, as we mentioned. Boot to the Face is another fun one. Tales from the Estate with our buddy Drew and his wife Kalyn's Another another go-to for both of us. Absolutely love that show, man.
1: This, uh, this past week they were doing the Q&As, learned mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, learned that they were wanting to open up a food truck. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Hopefully they open it soon so I can go down
0: to Ohio and get some grub. That'd be quite a journey, but it'll be fun. Food is worth it, pal. Uh he um he commented on the TV Toycast episode about pogs that he's got a pog story for this coming week. Awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. that will be that will be really fun. But yeah, I love Tales from the Estate. Absolutely. Great, great show. Uh Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there is another be fun up. one. Solid. Um Trivia with Buds with Brian Buds. Pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. And of course, Howlin' with the wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. In fact, he actually did a review of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, nice! I, I, I want to hear it. I don't know what he. I don't know what all he was saying, but I'm kind of curious his take on it. So yeah, it'll be fun. And of course, you know, Wolf's Chop Shop is doing awesome stuff there. All his artwork. Always check him out at Art of Jason Wolf. Uh, wrestling, comic books, grapple hole, to be the man. Evil ain't good. Tales from Planet Wrestletopia. You can find those on Amazon or Comixology. And then our other podcast, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday, just had an episode with Justin Lee coming up, possibly the future Gatekeeper champion, my friend John Webb. Will oh be my guest. boy, I bet he's got some stories to tell. Oh, he's got some stories. It'll be a be a fun, always a fun guy. I love sitting down and chatting with. Yeah. really good times. Uh, then, of course, um, the TB Toycast every Thursday. Like I said, we just did an episode on Pogs, which is really fun. And coming yep. up for next week will be uh, Darkwing Duck. Nice. We're gonna get dangerous. Nice get stuff. And then, of course, no holds barred with Bill Benis. I know he's currently on sabbatical, but Bill Benis is uh, joining you in the studio every week for adrenaline. Yeah, he's on commentary
1: on adrenaline. Uh, thank God he doesn't do the pay per views with us, but he is on commentary for adrenaline. So if you're uh, fiending for some Benis, you know, subscribe to our Patreon.
0: I think everyone's always fiending for some Benis. Who wouldn't, right? Uh, All of Bane's music you can find over on uh, Apple or Spotify. Check out Bane. Check out Anti-Bane. Yep, yep. Um, And possibly, hopefully, some future releases down the road. Yep. If you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We have several tiers available. You can get exclusive... Adrenaline episodes, which are only available on Patreon, you can get uh, the weekly Energy Shot podcast, which is uh, usually a deep dive onto one subject for about yeah. twenty minutes or so. So a little. But we're also ADD, so we go off the rails quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. we actually just recorded a bunch of energy shots. So yeah. We kind of sometimes we'll bank a bunch, which is always interesting. We had some pretty fun ones though. I thought so. Yeah, I thought we had some good ideas. So those will be coming up in the next few weeks, um, and then of course. Um, Breaker Retro Gamer about once a month. In fact, I've also decided I want to do some uh, some videos. I uh, I purchased last month and I bought it again this month, but I haven't got it in yet the uh, mystery DVD or mystery Blu ray box from IVP Videos. And okay. Last month I got the Best of Owen Hart, which was really fun. So I'm kind of curious what I get this month for October. The awesome. theme is New York Dream Box, whatever that means. Uh, okay. So I'm kind of curious what the Blu ray is. Awesome. So I'm going to try to do a, an unboxing on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, get you some beard balm or some beard oil. Yes, absolutely. Um, all of our t shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, dot whatamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and uh, Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. In fact, we have a new t shirt in the works, Big Underscore Bane. Yes, we do. Uh, it's still mid September. I want to wait till probably like late September, early October to unleash it, but I think it'll be a fun one. Yeah, me too. We, we talked about it a little bit. Of course, it was done by Jason Wolf. It'll be available on what Maneuver very, very soon. It's going to be it's gonna be a great design, so look for that. And then, of course, phpwshop.com if you want to support your favorite PHPW superstar. We have several shirts there as well. Absolutely, we do. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will catch you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah.
1: One more time... was good. It was really good. Pretty
0: good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Second. Nailed it. Nailed it perfect. Put, put it on the internet.